0: Not much, how are you today? I'm doing just good,
1: just good. Yeah, well, (laughs) what's up to the brothers listening to the podcast? I'm Josie. I'm Addie. And this is our first episode ever. Our actually second take of our first (laughs) episode. But this one will be a lot better than the first one
0: had to work out the kinks with the last one but yeah pretty confident about this one yeah that's how old pet podcasts go
1: i think they don't tell you that but it, i'm pretty sure almost every person has failed their first few and yes my dogs are here so you might hear some barking uh we'll try to cut that out as much as possible <laughs> You know, some people might not even know anything about us. So I think the first things first should be kind of introducing ourselves more than just our name, like who we are, why they should even listen to us, care about who we are. All right. So,
0: first things first, Addie, tell us a little bit about who you are. Um, I'm a senior in high school, getting ready to graduate. Um, I love talking, hence why Mm -hmm. I pushed. For us to make this podcast, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, I love a good respectful argument. Like, I love when we can uh, disagree with things, but like we're not shitting about it. Agree to disagree, exactly. Yeah. Tell us about you. Yeah, well, I
1: am a graduate of both high school and college. Um, I've actually, it's almost two years of me living on my own, which is crazy to think about because half the time, I don't feel like a real adult. I don't even feel that much, like, older than you most of the time, and I feel like that's another reason we're doing this podcast is because even though we're, like, a few years apart, we relate so much, and we do have a lot to talk about. Right. Like, you like to talk a lot. I like to talk a lot too. <laughs> and we just, we always found like we were relating on things and having these like long conversations about stuff when we worked together on uh, doing some live streaming for a radio station. And even like the other guys w- would always get a laugh about kind of some of the stuff so we were, we're talking yep. about sometimes. And yeah, that's when you were like, we should just make a podcast because we do have different perspectives on things and we're coming from different two different ages, and Addie's over here, the dog whisperer, (laughs) with both of them. Hey, Pip, calm down, man. Yeah, we just figured it would be really interesting to have someone who's, like, still really young, because you're still really young, you're about to graduate, and I'm not old, because I'm still in my 20s, but I definitely have,
0: experience. yeah, more more. life stuff (laughs) under my belt. Okay, so speaking of experience, um, let's kind of talk about our Different experiences when it comes to, like, dating apps.
1: Yes. Yeah, I was actually uh, listening to another podcast earlier when I was walking my dogs. And it's just interesting to hear everybody's views on dating apps, their experiences on dating apps. And kind of how it's, like, they're changing all the time. Like, I feel like when my older stepbrother was on dating apps, like... Not to age him, but like probably close to ten years ago. Um, I feel like it was way different than it is now, and I think it's even different from when I was on them two years ago to when you're on it now.
0: Now, yeah,
1: yeah, I really don't. I have like a little. Well, when you tiny recently bit. turned eighteen, and so that's why you downloaded right. them.
0: So what was that? What was. What'd you do on these apps? Like, how, what kind of things occurred? So, I, like you said, I just downloaded it for fun. I think you were with me when I downloaded it. Um, I really wasn't expecting anything from it. And it was one of the first people that I matched with. Um, we started talking. He was like one of the only people I was talking to at the time. And. Wow, oh, makes you sound like a hoe. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, and we started talking and we talked for and ever and finally I asked him I was like do you wanna hang out and it was more of like a double date kinda of thing and we ended up going out and um, we had fun we went back to his dorm room and he gave me a tour of like literally pretty much the whole campus and um, fast forward to now that was early february now we're in early april we talk like once a day there's no there's like barely any communication and not the best experience but not the worst yeah it, it wasn't the worst I, like i i thoroughly enjoyed it when it happened and i mean i don't regret it yeah
1: well nothing really came about anything because you know, at the end of the night, after he showed you the whole
0: campus, he brought you up to his room, right? Yeah. And so I was like, "Oh, this is where I die. Like, something is like, something's gonna happen that I'm not gonna be proud of." And nothing really. Like, he, there was no pressure to do anything. And he was just like, "Do you want to stay or do you want to go?" And I was like, "Well, I have work in the morning, and I, I really would like. It was already like almost one o'clock in the morning." And so, um, he was like, he was like, he wasn't upset. There was no like there was no pressure and so i there was like a little bit of hope there um and then it was almost instantly when the communication kind of cut off like it was the next day and the replies got slower and the how are yous got minimal yeah. and it it was it was pretty instant and it was pretty, it was pretty hard. Like I wasn't, I was not ready for a relationship. I don't, I still don't think I'm ready for a relationship, especially at the time of life I'm in right now, like getting ready to graduate, getting ready to do all these big things. Like I want to do that on my own. I don't mm-hmm. want, I don't want to associate all of this with being in a... Re- yes. Mm-hmm. And because especially... Like I don't want that to happen. But if something were to... Like if we were to not... If we were to break up or anything were to go wrong. I don't want that being associated with the time of... Like the point I'm in in my life right now. And when he told me... He was like I'm not ready for a relationship. I was like good. Because I'm not either. And um I think that's when it kind of went downhill as well. Like... um he he ended up talking to me again the um a couple weeks ago and he like we kind of had like a like a really big conversation and i like i didn't pour my heart out to him but i was like i'm i'm here like i'm going to be here like it, it, whether it's for a relationship or it's for a friendship like i'm here and i told him he was he was like getting stressed about like school and stuff and i was like i know how you feel and i was trying to relate to him and Like, he, and I told him the next day, I was like, this is how I'm feeling, too. And then I got nothing. Like, there was, like, literally, like, no words. Like, he didn't respond until the next day. That was definitely not the best, but I don't regret it.
1: Yeah, definitely a red flag. I mean, that dude clearly has some maturing to do because there's a few red flags There, like one red flag is him like cutting off the communication after that night um for like no reason and then yeah it's like he's almost like using you as like an emotional punching bag but like doesn't necessarily care about exactly. your stuff in return which i feel like that is like a big con of online dating and like those apps is because a lot of those people are just there for like validation they're there for a hookup mm-hmm. and so like that dude was probably thinking he was gonna get a hookup maybe not that night but like soon, soon. but i think he realized now nah, this girl's actually like a has a good head on her shoulders and is probably not going to give it out that easy and so that's probably why he was just like meh, I'm just going to cut her off. But he also knows that you're a reliable person to talk to. And so when he did want to talk to somebody, he was like, oh, yeah, that girl, she'd be a good
0: person to talk
1: to. Yeah, and but then when you- I
0: wanted to talk mm-hmm. back, it it wasn't okay. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of people like that on on dating apps. And I, I saw quite a few of them, actually. Like, I was not on dating apps very long. Like, I had gone out of a long-term relationship uh, was out of that relationship for like a few months not like a super long time I was going to therapy though so my healing process was like I feel like a little bit more expedited than like it would have been if I wasn't in therapy but you know I downloaded those apps for validation like and I I knew it at the time I know it now and I just wanted to feel good about myself I wanted to like kinda see what was out there which that's good part of dating apps is you get to see the sea of people. They say right. there's a lot of fish in the sea, but well, you, don't. If you don't see them all. You don't really know they're there. So it was cool to like, see everybody who's like putting themselves out there. Whether well, or not it's for good reasons or not, they're putting <laughs> themselves out exactly. there. And then it's, It's also good because it, like, did make me feel good for a while. Like, after that breakup, it did make me feel really beautiful because all these people were telling me that I'm beautiful. Granted, some of them just wanted, like, a hookup or something like that, and I don't give it out at all, and so I wasn't, like, you know, meeting up with very many of them. Um, But, yeah, it was definitely an interesting experience. I mean, there is good things, too, dating apps. And, like, we've mentioned a few of them already, but also, like, I mean, the person who I'm marrying, I met on Facebook dating. So, it's like, I can't be over here and say it's, like, all terrible and it, like, ruins your self-esteem and all this stuff because, like, it does work out for some people. And, like, I would have probably never met Jake in real life if it weren't for Facebook dating because he's older than me. He lives in Indianapolis, which is an hour away from where we live. And he just does not mean him just do not do a lot of similar things i don't think we ever would have come across each other and because of facebook dating i we were able to like connect i honestly don't remember when we first connected um and that's something that like we had discovered because like i guess he ghosted me at one point <laughs> i didn't realize it because i was just talking to all these dudes on all these apps and so then when after he decided to end the ghosting season, he came back and was like messaging me, didn't have his number saved or anything. And I just like played it off like I knew who he was, slowly pieced together like clues, like his name and stuff and he sent me <laughs> pictures, so I was like, okay, I know now know what he looks like. But yeah, so that's how I met my future husband is through a dating app. So it's definitely possible, but it's also possible for that to never happen for (laughs) someone. So I guess with all that being said about, you know, kind of my experience, it's overall pretty good because of finding, you know, the person who I'm going to marry. Definitely came across some sus people. But I'm curious to hear your perspective of, like, like, what the cons and, like, pros are from being on it.
0: Well, definitely a pro, like you said, is, like, going out and seeing the people and, like, different different people. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty much it. There's, I mean, there's obviously with any type of dating, whether it's you're just going out and looking or you're not looking. Like, there's always pros and cons, and those are definitely my pros and cons.
1: Yeah, and it, the that is kind of the same for me. Like, I noticed it. It was so terrible for my self-esteem for a while. It was a pro at first because I was like, man, I'm feeling great about myself. I feel really confident. Like, I like how I look, all this stuff. But then after a while, like, after all of the mindless, like, swiping and being on those apps for literally hours of your life, you get to the point where it's like, man, it's just not doing it for me anymore. Yeah, that's like, I'm getting to that point. I'm like, I'm bored. I'm mm-hmm. uh, like, it's not doing anything for me anymore. And like, social—they, sh- I mean, they've come out with studies about even social media in general. And I'm sure it's the same for these apps. It's like, literally not good for your brain to just be mindlessly, like, doing that. Because, yeah you are searching for that instant gratification and then when you don't get it you just search even harder and it's like that's just gonna ruin your self-esteem more that's gonna like ruin your brain more however it ruins your brain right and yeah so it's de- that's definitely a big con especially for the people who are on there literally just looking for a hookup like with the wrong intention. yeah it's, it's like they're kind of ruining it ruining it for everybody else because it just makes it that much more difficult that it makes more time that you have to spend on there to really find, like, a good person out of that whole bunch of people. Right. I 100% agree with that. Yeah, one of the biggest cons or like, problems with online dating. And, I, I mean, we've kind of... a well, we haven't really alluded to it yet, but I mean, it all comes down to, like, we forget that there's other people, like, involved when we're doing this. Like, when we're swiping, we forget that there's another person on the other side of the screen when we're messaging people. Like, I've had some dudes get really nasty because I made it clear that, like, no, I'm not just gonna go over to your house and hook up with you. And they got really nasty, and it's like, you clearly have forgotten that this is not just about you. Like, there's other people behind uh, the screen. And, like, I think in general in the world we have forgotten about other people's like emotions feelings and just like that other people exist period right and i think part of that comes from like covid part of that just comes from this digital world we live in now um just like when we go out to like restaurants and i don't know to the service industry where people are serving you and they're catering to you it's like we forget that they're real people They have emotions, um, just like you and I, and, like, it's, it's a whole big scheme of things. It's, like, just because, like, your order gets messed up somewhere, I mean, it's probably not your server's fault. Even though that's the person you're seeing directly... There's people behind that person who's doing those actions that maybe ended up your food not being right. Yet we go and blame the server because they're right in front of us. And we forget that the server's a human person and has emotions. And so then you see all these Karens going off on these waitresses and stuff and like ruining their whole weeks by, you know, just blowing up on them. Because there was tomato on my hamburger and there was not supposed to be,
0: you know? Yep. I 1000% agree. Um I probably couldn't have said it better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my my hamburger, you know, illustration really is what
1: tied that together. <laughs> yes. I know, I know. <laughs> no, but like it's like those service people are the people who like make going out and doing things like enjoyable like cuz they are doing stuff for us. Like if right. you don't if you want to have an enjoyable experience but not rely
0: on anybody else, make your own damn food at home. Right, and I feel like, <laughs> I feel like, I don't want to get, like, political, but I feel like the, gener- like the generation that we are in right now with Gen Z and all that, like, and COVID, like, we are used to people just doing things for us. With no return, like yeah. we don't have to like we are just so used to, and i'm I'll admit it like i I got used to like things being handed to me, but now that we're we've grown out of covid and like I'm starting to grow up and be a real adult, like I realized that it doesn't like the world does not revolve around me mm-hmm. like that's a that was a really like rude awakening when I realized, oh my god, I'm not a child, like I am an adult, and so Like, people are definitely used to things being handed to them and just for free. Like, there's no... Like, they don't have to do anything in return. Yeah,
1: and, like, I was talking to my fiancé's parents a few weeks ago, and they were talking about getting something like DoorDash, and we were talking about, like, how it's expensive, and then, like, his... One of his parents just made the comment, like... Yeah, I always make sure to tip the driver. And it's like, yeah, you should. You should. Like, it shouldn't be a question whether or not you, you tip the, the driver. driver. Because they're going... I mean, yes, that's what they're doing as, like, their job. But, like, they're going making sure they get your food and bring it to you. Because you're too lazy to go get it yourself.
0: Well, and let alone, being a DoorDasher is a hell of a lot more dangerous than being a regular waitress. Because you have to, uh, uh, like, go out and drive. Mhm. And, like... Yes, they did choose that, but you have to take that into consideration, like, especially if you're going to, one, if you're going to, like, a super busy restaurant like Chick-fil-A, like, one, their drive through is absolutely awful for no reason. It's crazy. And, like, it's just, driving in general is dangerous, so let alone trying to do it, With, like, other people's food. Yeah. And And, try to be quick. And, yeah, because if you're not quick enough, then people will complain. Yeah. Yeah,
1: no, for me, that's just, like, one of the things, like, door dashing. I don't door dash ever because I just... I would rather go get it myself than spend the money. But, like, if I were to door dash, I would for sure just kind of put those people with where I put the people in the service industry, like, you know, your hair people, your nail people, people at restaurants and other places. It's like, for me, it's it's non-negotiable. I'm tipping them. And mm-hmm. I'm tipping them at least 15 to 20% if, it, if I'm satisfied, you know, because they don't make, like, what I'm making. Like, I, I make, you know, 17 – well, I make more than that. I make, like, 20-something dollars an hour – doing my job they're not making that much doing their job they're not even making minimum wage no they're they're making making below minimum minimum wage wage. and so it's like they rely on tips so for me when I go out to eat I'm like no like even if the service is just okay even if it's not incredible I'm still gonna tip them 15 percent regardless because I'm like okay well one might not be their fault like we said earlier there's other people behind the scenes I'm just the one in contact with this one server i'm not talking to you know the kitchen staff in the back (laughs) so it's like i they could have been the ones messing up even if it is the server she's human we all make mistakes mistakes. yeah we all have emotions we all have bad days period and so i'm always like yeah even if the service was like mediocre you'll still get 15 percent because i know like you just spent an hour of your time serving me for like three dollars
0: like, like if yes, if you sit down like from the time you sit down from the time that we stand up our bill is paid if it's exactly an hour and no and you don't tip, they only got like my mom was a server, she was making $2.15 an hour. She only got $2.15 for all that work. Yeah. That's ridiculous.
1: Yeah, and I so, I just still don't understand how that's even like allowed because Me like yes, we expect people to tip But because it's optional, some people won't. Like you said, the older generations, they're a lot more stingy on it. If they do get bad service, they're like instantly, yep, not going to tip them. They don't deserve a tip. And it's like, man, but that's like that person's livelihood. Like if they don't leave here with $100 today, they might not even be able to pay their bills. Right. You know, and so I always try to encourage people who are like that, like, okay, if you if you really think their service was that terrible, then just do ten percent. Like that's a ten re- percent is a really low amount. Like okay, yeah, if you're spending a thousand dollars, it's a hundred dollar tip. But realistically, but you, like, people when, aren't when, spending that much. Right. Like realistically, that's like less than a ten dollar tip if you're
0: doing ten percent. Like if if like a couple goes out to dinner, say at like what Texas Roadhouse? Yeah, that's like probably dollars. Yeah. that's only like probably like two three dollars of a tip.
1: And so it's, like, at the very least, you should do, be doing 10%. But for me, my very least is 15 because I'm just, like, yeah, 10% is just too small.
0: Well, like, uh, my family and I went out to, um, I think, B-dubs one time. And our waitress was absolutely awful. And, like granted we were like we were not being a pain in the ass but she told us that they were out of onion rings and so my brothers are stubborn and they're like oh we'll take the onion rings like just kidding yeah and then she ended up like I'm not even kidding you like yelling at us like she was like I'm over it she ended up giving us two different waitresses and we still tipped her we still gave her a dec- and it was like a table full of like 10 and we all pitched in like 10 bucks so like she still got a pretty decent tip, mm-hmm. even though she even though she was awful. It. Yeah, and so, I mean, it just depends on like how bad the service is. Like my when like I said, when my mom was a waitress, she would try her best to make sure that everything was as perfect as it could be, while still trying to manage six other tables. Yeah. Well, and the
1: thing is too, if so many people are going out and not tipping. Do you think those servers are going to keep trying to do their best? No. No. If I wouldn't. Not, yeah. If, you, if you're like serving every day of the week, if that's like your main job and your main way of living and you're doing that for like 40 hours a week and you get only tips every once in a while, do you think you're going to try hard every day? No. I'm going to be like, I'm freaking tired. I'm I'm going to go just do the bare minimum. And so these people get mad when they have servers who don't, Go out of their way to do stuff. Because it's like man. But they get treated like dogs. Being like go go get that for me. Go do that
0: for me. And it's like they're people. Well and especially like, like that. When there's shared tipping. I absolutely hate shared tipping. And I've worked in a place. Where there's shared tipping. And I one think it's not fair. And two it's just a stupid system. Yeah.
1: Like I understand it to a certain degree. Because. Usually they try to include like the kitchen staff on that, or and like the hostess and like people who don't get the tips, busboys, stuff like that. So I like I see why they do it because they want everybody to be able to gain. But like at the same time, it's it's so hard because it's like no, your waitress is really the one that's serving you. Like yes, your hostess is like seating you and doing that stuff, but I mean. They're not doing much more than that, you know, and it's like your kitchen boys, yes, they're doing a lot of work, they're making your food, but I don't know, I feel like just, if you pay everyone a livable wage, and then let the waitresses keep their entire tips, then it's like, cool, but like, for those situations, I don't even know, like, do those, if they're sharing the tips, are the kitchen staff still making more than minimum wage? And they, yeah, see to me that's wrong. Like if they're making more than the waitress, they should not be getting their tips. Yeah.
0: Well, the I I agree, but when the place that I worked at, I was making like I was making like I want to say almost $10 an hour. This was like like right after COVID. So it was still pretty good. Um and the um, I didn't realize we had shared tipping and that wasn't set to me but I got like my first thing of shared tips and it was like $13 and um, a couple weeks after that I was ringing someone out I was in the kitchen and um, they were like you've been so helpful and they gave me like $25 and I was like wow but I had to I was like thank you and then I had to put it in the share chip jar or share, share tip jar.
1: Like, yeah. I never worked in food industry, one, because I don't like dealing with people. And so I never wanted to be the person that that old person was yelling at for something being wrong or whatever. I want to talk to your manager. No, if I don't work in that industry, you won't have to talk to any of my managers. <laughs> so that's one reason why I didn't do it. I didn't. I didn't like the fact that, yeah, you would be relying on tips because... Like, I'm going to do the work that you pay me for. That's, like, kind of just how I am. And that can be seen as bad or not. But, like, I work hard for my money. But, like, if you're going to pay me nothing, then, you know, I'm going to do what I need to do. I'll do the bare minimum, but I'm not going to go exceed that. And so I was just a cleaner. I didn't ever get any tips, never got any bonuses blah 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 like I had times where people would complain but luckily like they couldn't complain to my face because I cleaned at night and so they didn't see me they would just complain to my boss and my response to them and my boss was always like you're not paying me enough to like care about that cuz it was always like stuff that was ridiculous like like there was a streak in my yeah, like like you only replaced two out of the three paper towels Bitch, you got two two whole ones. Why do you need that third one? Like I will refill Especially it. Especially
0: if it's like if you come back to the if like you go yeah. back to the same
1: place each every week day or
0: two or oh
1: every day. Yeah, most of the places I cleaned were every day. Some of them were like two or three times a week. But I was like, I'm gonna be there in a few days, or I'm gonna be there tomorrow. Like you don't need to be wasting that much paper if
0: you're, like gonna if you're going, going through, through all of that. You're going through three rolls
1: of paper towels. Each but I, I was fine with like dealing with like that feet or that backlash because it wasn't to my face, and I could just be like, "You're not paying me enough, but when you're a waitress, like you're getting yelled at in the face, and you're still not getting paid enough right. to deal with it. Yeah, so I never did it. So power to you to do a job like that because I could never. I wasn't there very long. <laughs> <laughs> I understand why. <laughs> Well, like, my old neighbor at the apartment, he still works at Texas Roadhouse. When I was living there, he was working at Texas Roadhouse. And I think he does, like, pretty much every different position depending on the night. But, yeah, I always... I was always just trying to be extra nice to him because I always was like, man, he... He could have had a really terrible day at work today, so, like, his cat would always get out of the apartment, so I would just, like, they left their door unlocked, so I would always, like, open their door and, like, put their cat back in there, so, and I never, like, said anything to him, because I was like, man, you know, you never know what that dude's going through, Yeah. uh, being at Texas Roadhouse, especially, like, because Texas Roadhouse is such a big chain. Yeah, Yeah, it's It's always busy,
0: Mm -hmm. it's nuts.
1: And... I feel like it's at those places that you really do get, like, the worst people. I feel like your little rinketing places, everyone's pleasant. When it's always, like, just the regulars that come in or occasionally new people.
0: Yep. Because,
1: yeah, Texas Roadhouse, I've even overheard, like, some people get real shitty and it's like...
0: Like, why? Yeah. I, don't, I don't... I just... I just don't... I don't understand it. I understand getting upset, but, like, I, I don't get the, like, you messed up because you're human but i'm going to make you feel like shit for yeah. making a mistake. Like i don't i don't get it.
1: Yeah, Jake, my fiance, he's he's good at tipping, which i always like have appreciated like when we were first dating like I think he was even extra with the tipping because he wanted to show off. But he has always been, like, really good at tipping. He's always understood it. He worked at, like, a fast food restaurant, so I think for him, he's like, yeah, the food industry sucks. Sucks. And so he's always been very generous to them. Um, but he can be pretty bad. He's not, like, a Karen by any means. He won't be like, let me talk to your manager. But he definitely, he has a short fuse. And so he'll be, like, starting to get all, like, shitty, like, why are we waiting here this long? Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, bro, just chill out. It's not the end of the world. Like, you're gonna get your food. Yeah, you're gonna get your food eventually. If it's not good, they'll bring it, another plate out, and
0: hope it's yeah, better. I don't even say anything. Like, if it's, if it's not good, or if it's cold, or, like, I mean, obviously, if there's something wrong with it, that could, be like, make me Sick, or like, right, I will say something, but like, if there's like just a little tweak, I'll deal with it. Like, I'm, I'm sure. such a picky
1: eater that, like, 99% of the time, my meal is wrong because I will ask for without something and, and then it'll still come put with it. it on. But I very rarely have I ever sent it. There's like maybe a few times in my life where I've sent it back because it was like you can't just like pick it out. Like, if it's something where you can't just like pick it out, like, if, like
0: there's, if there's like a special sauce and I right. put it on
1: there, like. But like generally, if I'm like, yeah, I don't want lettuce, and they put lettuce on it, That's maybe just pull that thing off. off. Yeah. yeah. Or if I'm like, I don't want this or that, you know, if I can pick it off, then I don't even, I don't even complain because, like I said, 99% of the time, it, it you don't really know who to blame. So it's like, why blame anybody? Why blame anybody? You know, it, like miscommunication happens sometimes. Like maybe the kitchen staff didn't understand the way she wrote it down. Like you never know, but. Yeah. Well,
0: it's like, I've made, when I was working, I've worked at only one food place, and it was a pizza place. And, um, you know, small town pizza places, they're always busy, like, on Friday nights, like, especially during sports season. Mm. So, we were hammered, and there was, like, three people. So, I was, like, making pizzas, and I was still I was still only there for, like, a week. So, I was making pizzas after making pizzas after making pizzas, and I made a mistake. Because I was busy and I like I just I just made a mistake. Overwhelmed and um like I caught my mistake. I I didn't we didn't send it out, but I told them I was like hey I accidentally made this pizza wrong and it's like when you put these toppings on you can't really take them off. Right. And so they were like scolding me over it and I'm like I didn't mean to. Like if I I didn't like there there it's different like. I don't know. I remember. I I don't know why. I forgot that you had
1: that job. And when we first met, you were still working. I was there. still working there. I yep. totally forgot about that. But yeah, that place is always like short staffed and like always pretty be- busy. Like you wouldn't look at it and think it looks busy, but because but when of, you
0: walk in, it's yeah like, because and,
1: of the amount of like deliveries and pickups and all that kind of stuff that the pizza place does now, like.
0: Yeah, it always seems like they're scrambling, and it always seems like they don't have enough people And it, there. And it, it gets worse in the summertime because it's right at the park, and people are always at the park, and it's it's convenient. The food is good, and I will say, when I did work there, like, I mean, it wasn't the best place to work, but it was... Really clean like you know like when you get into your food places how they're like really not that clean and it's like wow like gross gross Yeah, but like no it was like really clean and so like after working there I still go back because yeah. I know that like, oh which is God. rare right. for people, but no, that's a, the company you worked for is a good
1: company and honestly, it's probably like the favorite pizza in this area. And, and it's, so,
0: it's only like, it's a state exclusive. Like mm-hmm. there's none outside of our state. So yeah. So it's definitely a delicacy, you know, mm-hmm. around here. And so they definitely, I feel like the
1: brand itself, they don't want to make themselves look dirty, so that's probably why Yeah, make and sure to keep that all
0: clean. Yeah, the managers were, like, they were decent. There were uh, some that were better than others, but... Yeah,
1: that's anywhere where you work. I I had some very, um, yeah, just terrible managers. I was going to try to sugarcoat it, but honestly, <laughs> I had some that were absolutely terrible to work with, and, like, I hated working with them. Now, I had some who were really wonderful. One of them was my aunt. She okay. was my manager for a while. She was great to work under. She always made sure I had everything I needed because I was a cleaner, so I had would have to have supplies. Um, I got locked out of buildings before. She would come let me in. There was one time I got locked out of the building, but I got locked out in an area that is fenced in so i was locked out of the building fenced in the top of the fence had barbed wire so i couldn't just crawl over it so i had to like dig a hole in uh because it was like all gravel so i had to like dig a hole there was like glass shards too so like i went and got like a cardboard box from the recycling bin and i had to like slide under this fence luckily my aunt lived Uh, maybe like a mile or two away from this building. So I just ran to her house, but she drove me back and let me in. So that was probably my best manager ever that I ever had. Then I had this manager who she hired when she went to leave. She hired this person who was really great. She uh, was just this... Christian woman like looking at her you would think she's a Karen cuz she looks like a Karen but she was honestly like the sweetest person ever like even when I did make mistakes she was always like oh you know what it's fine we're going to learn from this like if there's anything I can do to help and I I just always appreciated the people who were like that like like you said like they scolded you and were like it's like that's not helpful like, you know? why do if
0: you if you think I'm going to stay here and be your employee and work for you Treat me better. Yeah. That was the one thing that I was like... They treated me like shit. They were so mean to me. Like, I was one of the younger people there. Because, you know, like... Everyone else my at the Mm -hmm. time didn't have jobs. I needed a job. And so... Like, they were were older. They were mean. It was just like... It was a very toxic work environment. And so that's why I didn't stay there very long. Well,
1: I even feel like even addressing like service people if they didn't do something right screaming at them is not going to help it's not an option it's unacceptable it's going to make them not want to help you it's not going to want they won't want to make it right because they're they're just going to be angry with you now because you just got angry with them yeah most of the time they don't want to ruin your experience make you upset or anything like that and so like if you go to them and you're like hey, this is wrong, like, it's fine, I'll just pick it off, but I just want to let you know, or or if you're, like, getting your hair done, and you don't like the way it's turning out, saying something to them is not rude, it's how you say it. If you're like, hey, this is not what I was picturing, like, can we, like, or
0: just saying, like, hey, this looks like shit.
1: Yeah. Like, it's like they're not going to want to help you when you do that. They're gonna- or if, like, you go somewhere. I've had this happen so many times where you go to, like, fast food restaurant. Because they're working so quickly, sometimes you get the wrong bag of food. And one time I was at Culver's down the road. And I was waiting for my food, just chilling. And this woman in front of me was just, like, getting so... Pissy at this kid. He was literally a kid a high schooler. That's another thing most of these service people are young young people So he was just a high schooler, and he was like oh, sorry like this is meant for another car and so He was, like, getting all frazzled, and so, like, when he brought me my bag, I think he probably, because that one was so upset, he probably thought that I was going to be upset with him for waiting, you know, however many minutes. He was like, I'm so sorry about your wait. Like, I got the bags mixed up, and I was like, ah, no worries. Like, it's fine. Thank you. And he got my bag right, and I was good to go, and it's like, man, talking to someone calmly can do a lot of good because just freaking out on somebody just does not help because I had a few managers... In the cleaning world who well one they were lazy if you're a lazy manager who are you to say anything to me because you're not doing anything ding 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 and they just yeah they would just say things so rudely like they would always assume that the i know you're supposed to assume that the customer is always always right. right but yes maybe to the customer's face but if it's behind scenes I feel like a manager should not always just assume the customer is right. Because, let me tell you, the customer is not always right.
0: Like 99% of the time the customer is, is wrong. wrong. So it's like, I understand like to the
1: face of the customer, you want to have that mentality because then they feel like they're cared for they're listened to blah blah blah, all that good stuff but behind the scenes if you're a manager you should really
0: be like supporting your employees hearing them out because at the end of the day at the end of the day that's all that matters is like if yeah. your employees are happy the people that are working for you
1: hmm If they feel heard, if they feel supported and understood, they're going to work harder. Even if, like, you do have to do some correction, like, hey, you know what, you did do this wrong. But as long as you're, like, hearing their side and being like, you know what, that customer was not being very friendly to you. Like, as long as they're, like, supportive, it's, like cool you're gonna have like a great team that's coming back to work tomorrow But if not like how they were like scolding you you were like i don't want to stay here for this i'm gonna go find
0: something else yeah like the job and and, like i mean (laughs) the job that i'm at right now is probably my other than our radio station job um this is probably one of my favorite jobs that i've ever had and i i feel like i've had a lot but um like my boss is so, so super funny she's like is super chill and like the job is easy now I will say like I do have to work with people and after working at a doggy daycare I was like oh I'm never going to work with people again and so like it's not the best when it comes to like people wise like I've had someone yell at me because of our hours and like that's not my decision yeah and like you can't I've had those. people yell at me I've had people yell at me for like the prices of things and it's like not my decision and like and I didn't realize like what went into it before I started like working because now you work in retail yeah and so I didn't realize that like the like what you buy things that you have to mark like you have to make them more expensive. You have than to what make you, a profit. Because, yeah, because you're gonna do, like, your business is gonna stay alive for a day if you're, like, people are just, if you buy things for what you get them for, or if you make things, the price is what you get them for, then you're, like, you're dumb. Like, that, that's not, that, that can't work. It's not feasible. Right. Nowhere does that. Target doesn't even do
1: that. Their prices are marked up a lot. Like, you just don't realize it.
0: Yeah, and they probably buy everything in that store, Target store, they Probably bought for like a dollar, yeah. A few bucks, a whole container, and they're of them. selling things for 30, 40, 50.
1: Yeah, yeah. Consumerism is a whole other problem
0: that we have to deal with in
1: our first world problems. Um, you know, I, I don't know how much you are into like environmental science and environmental, like saving stuff, but I mean, there's a lot of problems in the retail industry especially places like target and stuff who just are always selling so much and it's like how much is that is actually going to landfills a lot a lot that's like a whole other Other, conversation that we could talk about sometime and who knows we might get to that uh we have a lot of like ideas that we want to talk about and that we think will be really fun to talk about so hopefully you enjoyed this Episode and kind of getting to know us a little bit more. I feel like they got to know us like our background a little bit, kinda of where we're coming from. Yeah. But yeah, here, let me tell you some of the things we plan to talk about in the future. We're definitely gonna talk about TikTok at some time because we're both on TikTok all the time. We love TikTok. I, Maybe the, a love hate relationship with oh, TikTok. Oh, there's definitely
0: a like a love hate relationship. Oh, we're definitely
1: gonna talk about that sometime soon. I'm getting married, so we definitely will be talking about I have a year until the wedding, but we're definitely going to be talking about the wedding. Some, of course, of we course. have to. Why wouldn't we? Yeah, that would that would be ridiculous not to. It's a big part of my life, and then I'm sure we'll talk about like you know true crime and dogs because you love animals and love wow. dogs and I have dogs, and yeah, the true crime stuff can never get enough of it. Never, ever. So we'll definitely have a lot of uh, fun episodes for you guys to tune into in the future. But I think think this is gonna be it for this one. We've done a yeah. lot of talking. Pretty vulnerable.
0: Yeah, you think so? <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's what brothers do. That's what brothers do. They get vulnerable. <laughs> yeah. Alrighty, so if you liked us, you can listen to us on Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts. Mm-hmm. You can follow us on TikTok and watch our beautiful videos on YouTube. And definitely like rate like subscribe whatever it is on
1: whatever platform do that give us feedback we mm-hmm. need feedback yes we do need feedback and we will take it well we will yes we're we're not gonna get but hurt no <laughs> not at all <laughs> we'll see you next week for another episode peace out brothers peace out